really strange thing. It's a weird thing. It's something like 25% of the world's population since 1914, some 62 countries, that have declared their independence from Britain. What does that mean? That means the most celebrated holiday in the entire world by every country, if you factor in all the countries, is Independence Day from England. That strikes me as fascinating, and yet at the same time, it's also a little disconcerting because as you look at that map, all those countries, all of them are celebrating their freedom, except us. We were not fighting for freedom. And as I continue to elucidate on numerous occasions and every opportunity that somebody will listen to me, and I realize people get tired of hearing it, but freedom and liberty are not the same thing. We were not fighting for freedom. We were, again, Dave's first rule of history is let the people who were there tell you what they were doing, uh, fighting for liberty, which again, in English, not the same thing. I understand that time and passage and that sort of thing has sort of melded them into one meaning. And in most languages around the world, they still have the same, they have the same meaning. But in the English, the root words do not mean the same thing. Freedom it implies a, a group dynamic, whereas liberty implies a an ability to determine one, one's own destiny in a singular manner. We were fighting for liberty. That's what they talk about. In fact, my great, great eight generations ago grandmother, when she was applying for my great, great eight generations ago grandfather's Revolutionary War pension, wrote in the book that they had gotten married, quote, shortly after our liberties had been won, unquote. It's a fascinating word to me, and it's a fascinating thing. And it's a fight I realize I'm never going to win. I'm never going to convince the vast majority of people that, hey, you're not celebrating freedom. It's not about freedom. It's about liberty. I, I, I get it. I'm never going to convince people of that. But it's weird to me that we don't, A, understand the difference, but B, because we don't really understand the difference, the word freedom has come to be understood to be liberty. and. The odd thing is to me, the weird thing to me is that while the general populace sees it that way, I don't think the people that are in power do. I, I really don't. Simply by the way I watch politicians throw the word around, I know that they don't mean my right to self-determination. They mean my limited rights that they have allowed me to have for things like travel and food choices and that sort of thing. God only knows when that'll change, right? Because it will change at some point. Our rebellion wasn't about freedom. It's about liberty. But most of those countries, like I said, 62 just since 1914, theirs was about freedom. Now, it could be a language thing. It could be a misunderstanding thing. It could be a, they didn't really understand what they were doing. And very few of them, some of them did, but very few of them had to fight like we did to win that liberty, to win that freedom. So there is that element of it that kind of makes you go, hmm, 
maybe there is a different understanding around the world. But it's lately become this world freedom that has really gotten people riled up, I guess. Now, it could just be, and I'm willing to accept this theory, it could just be that I'm hypersensitive to it right now. As I told you last week, I have been rereading the book 1984. Now, I get that George Orwell was not some psychic. He's not Nostradamus. He was observing what was happening in certain places of the world, and he was commenting on it in a social context. That said, there are some scary things in that book, some very frightening things. And I, I, I know I focus on the final scene with the four fingers and tell me how many fingers you see. Uh, it's not enough to tell me you see five. You have to believe it. I was air checking the other day and I kept realizing that I kept saying four, but it's five. You have to say, you have to believe that there's five fingers. I get it. I, I understand that. I understand the, the concept that O'Brien uses about power and how power is making people suffer until they break to your will. But there are other things in there that are far more applicable to today. For the sake of argument, I don't see a time when my government will ever throw me into prison and tell me that if I don't say two plus two equals five, they will make me suffer. That said, I do see where the government has begun to control things and rework things and to re-explain things to me so that it fits their agenda. I, I see that happening all the time. There was an episode of Star Trek that I was involved with a discussion about this week, Bread and Circuses. It's the, it's the Roman planet Star Trek episode. And there's a line in there where Spock is talking about how the slaves of the, of the Roman Empire in that place had logically gained certain freedoms. And because they gained those freedoms, not liberties, they became content and quit rebelling. And I see much of the same development here where, where the government tells us, oh, we're guarantee you this freedom. You're free to do this. And we seem content with that, never really understanding that maybe it's something deeper. In the middle of all this, I sent a text to Bill and Rod. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bill and Rod, Bill Rod and I talk every day, mostly via text, but um, we have our own little private text group. And I came across a story that kind of disturbed me. And I said to them, you see, you say to yourself, this could never happen here. There's no way anybody would seriously suggest that. Then you spend the whole week rereading 1984. And then you see this story. And it was a story about how it was a story by a newspaper person who was explaining to his readers that right wing radicals were meeting in houses of worship and talking about freedom. And this was a problem. You see, because this is, this is where the revolution is brewing is these people are, they're meeting in the houses of God, mostly you Christians for the most part. And because you love Trump so much and MAGA so much, you're, you're, uh, that's where you're planning this stuff. And so the implication, the underlying implication to this guy's article was 
we need to shut down the churches or we need to spy on the churches because the churches are clearly where the radicals are. And you think to yourself, there's no way anybody, nobody in government would ever take that seriously. Nobody could. First off, there's a first amendment that guarantees we have, you know, religious freedom, worship freedom. Secondly, it's ludicrous. Nobody would ever take this seriously. And yet it wasn't long after that, that we got word of the, the national terrorist terrorism advisory system bulletin dated this week, last week, in which we were explained that the United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false and misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and mal information. And as soon as I saw that word mal, I went, holy shit, that is right out of 1984. I'm surprised they're not using the word mal, mal, malfo, malinfo, you know, because that's newspeak. The, the shortness of malfo probably makes more sense to me. Oh, by the way, that's amplified and introduced by foreign and domestic threat actors. And these threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction. So discord and undermine public trust in government to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. I don't know why I'm reading you this whole thing, but the bottom line is my own freaking government put out a, 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 a bulletin about the dangers of Malfo. And how that's being spread online and in private groups and, and that this is the greatest danger. It's number one listed on their thing there. This is the, the biggest terrorism danger we're facing right now is people who use words that we don't like, who use phrases in ways that we don't like. And we call it misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation, or as I like to refer to it in Newspeak, alpha. And what are these words that these people are using? Well, again, you might think it's words like Trump and MAGA and, you know, racist dog whistles and the likes of that. But it turns out it's the word freedom. CBC, which is, I, I get it, it's Canada, but, you know, media is media in my world runs a tweet, runs a story, calls why, said, why the word freedom is such a useful rallying cry for protesters. And then to make sure that you understand what they're talking about, the tweet says the word has become common among far-right groups, experts say. Experts are telling the media that the word freedom is alt-right, far-right code for violent extremism. I really never thought I'd live in that world. I really never, I never imagined that there would come a day when what I used to consider rational, reasonable people would come to believe that the word freedom is somehow or another bad. Malfo, as it were. I never thought I'd live to see that day where the ideas that, that all men are free, that all men are created equal. That the very ideas that fueled so many of these rebellions against England, these, these revolutions, these 
declarations of independence from the crown of England would come to mean such a, a negative connotation in the places where they were used in the first place. Ah, Dave, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's what I'm told by my friends on the left. It's, it's just a vaccine. It's just a booster. I don't know why you're so hyper about this. I don't know why people are so hyper about this. Well, once upon a time, our liberties, when we fought for our liberties, we fought for them over a very small, insignificant, actually probably beneficial in the long term economically, but unrepresented tax. That was enough to fuel our fight for our liberties. Today, we're told that if we say the word freedom, we're a terrorist. Let me be clear about this and let me be absolute. If you think I'm a terrorist or an insurrectionist because I use words like freedom and liberty, well, we're going to have a serious disagreement about the meaning of the words because I believe in freedom and I believe in liberty. And clearly, if you have a problem with that, you do not means we're headed for mm, more countries declaring their independence over those kinds of things, aren't we? Scary. It's also really, really weird.